Hi. Hello. How are you? I am good. So, what is today's date? I don't even know. I don't know. October something. 20 23rd. 23rd, 2020. Mm-hmm. Crazy times. Right. Close to the election. Everybody's out there protesting one way or another. <laughs> Everybody's got an opinion. We've been in lockdown Lockdown-ish. For, for a while. <laughs> like, what is seven months, eight months? Yeah. It's been a long time. And here we are. We're still talking to each other. I think this is a positive. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> We're willing to talk. <laughs> Good. Uh, well, and I think... You know, we were about, we've read through trying to figure out, is there a passage that we liked that we could record about yeah. and talk about today? And I just had this, and this hopefully is my intuition, is this idea of, you know what? Let's just start again, because it's been a while since we've recorded or, or had our conversation about the book. Really, anytime we talk about it, usually we're on our podcast. Yeah. Um, but the thought was... I get the sense there hasn't been a reprieve quite yet. There's been a lot of, I think the book talks about this, it's been a compression time, yeah. whether that's the walls coming in because you need to be home and your social circles become smaller and you're working from home and your child's also at home and these things are happening. Or if something's been disrupted in your industry or your job itself, just a lot. There's just been such such deep destruction destruction is the wrong word but disturbances upheaval upheaval right everything is um subject Mm. to upheaval right now every thought you have every belief you have every expectation is all you know who knows yeah so so then the thought was you know what let's just take this feeling this is how i sense this let's just take this how do if it's heaviness or newness uncomfortableness that that i feel and let's take it to the book okay <laughs> take it to the magic let's take, take it, it to, to the, the magic book, book. okay and see what go. is the answer that we're needing all right i just opened to one spirit okay tell me more about that uh well I, you know, without even... What page is it? Okay, so I'm on page <coughs> one, one five, but I'm turning to 116 because I underlined something on the next page. Okay. So I'm just going to go with that. <clears throat> and again, this is with Love Without End by Glenda Green. And we have, I think, a version that isn't the very newest, but this is in this one spirit chapter. <clears throat> yeah, the books have different, you know, mm. different books have different page numbers, so... So I'm down to, um, well, I mean, I haven't read this in advance, but I think the idea is, you know, in Mm. bold, he has, there's simply God. There is only one God. There is one spirit. We are all united in the one spirit. This Um, is good. So right after that, there's simply God, the one original essence. He resolved... I believe they're talking about Moses here. He resolved that neither God nor immortality could be found in outward display. Knowledge of that higher power could only be attained by respect for simplicity, which ultimately progresses toward unity. I like that. Mm. Without that understanding, we focus on the chaos of complexity, 
positing the existence of different gods as an explanation for conflicting realities. This leads to quarrels and, the, and war over whose interpretation is the greater one. And thereby, we lose the point and the power of divinity. Ooh. Wow, that's really good. Because, you know, I mean, the first thing we said was, <laughs> wow, we're in this time where everybody's voicing their opinion. And there's right. so much controversy. And there's so much, well, this is the only right way to think. And that's right. the only right way to think. And we can't change this, but we must change that. And, you know, and you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I mean, everybody's screaming at each other about how wrong they are if they don't agree with you know what the other person's perception of reality is and of rightness and wrongness and and i mean my goodness um, <laughs> it's exhausting it's exhausting but i like i like that point then that the quarrels it literally says the yeah. quarrels over whose interpretation is the greater one we because of that we lose the point and the power of divinity. divinity. I think we just start right there. Um, and this just reminds me of mm. uh, just a few days ago. I literally um, started, like, my heart was in palpitations over mm. everything that was going on around me. Just the energy of the time was so negative and divisive and and hateful, really. There was just so much hate being thrown around. I felt like I had to close myself off mm. and just completely disengage um, from from what was around me. And I've never felt like that before. I've never had a physical yeah. reaction to the energy in the world, you know. And and I think this is exactly what I was just, you know, naturally led to do was just to go to the simple structure of me and God, you know, and just me and God. That's all that really matters. I'm not going to get involved in deciphering, like they say, the many gods, the many rights, the many wrongs, the many versions, the many interpretations, because, again, we're all connected in spirit. We're all one. We're not, you know, it's kind of like the right hand fighting with the left hand. It, it, we're you're one body. We're one. We're humanity is one body, and right now it's like everybody is like all the parts are fighting with the other parts, and it's almost like I feel the need to withdraw from mm-hmm. the from the engagement of this activity, and try to find that one spirit that connects us all, and just try to magnify that in my own self and hopefully add a little bit of unity in the ethereal world around me because if you get you it's so easy to become part of of the conflict that's that's right there and right. i mean this is a conflict in within families within <clears throat> you know with with it's in so many small groups and whatever and i hope and I, I hope it, I know it will end. I don't know how long it will take. I don't know how long this will be. But it is so important to remember there's one God, there's one spirit, there's one humanity. We're all human. Well, we're all connected. I think, honestly, I think this goes in a little bit of a different way in that it said, well, like, so one, yes, I agree with that premise and for sure. 
subscribe to that belief. But you said this too, and it said this here, that you have to cut off the focus on the outer. (laughs) I'm trying to find it again. Um, Uh, Okay, without without understanding, we focus on the chaos chaos of of complexity. Right? Mm -hmm. And... And are trying to figure out like who's conflicting reality, right? Whose reality is right? And you know, later right. on in the book, I they say, uh, and I don't know what page it is, but he talks about how everybody has the right to their own reality mm. and to their own individual um, purpose in life and viewpoint in life, and that we are not to judge one another by our individual points of view. Because but we are entitled to have them. Yes, we are entitled to have right. them. So by judging, we're, we're assuming that I have the power to disentitle you to that opinion because I'm going to judge you. But if I just accept, I don't have to agree, but if I accept your right to have that reality and, and just peacefully you know, live beside you... Um, that's that's like a harmless goodwill, you know? Um, and maybe that's what we need right now. Maybe we just need acceptance of different realities without trying to prove that one is real and one isn't real. Because you can have coexisting realities. Like, well, to your yeah. point, each person's individuality sees it differently, experiences it differently. There's just an infinite infinite amount of perspectives and truths being lived but all connected to the one spirit to the one source coming through you as your divine entity as as your divine personality and i mean if if you just look at it as in terms of like an actual concrete visual thing you know those things where i don't know what they're called or where little exercises or little experiments where you know one from one angle you see something and it looks a certain right. way and then if you if you move your body to another angle right. along the way it, it appears different and if you kind of see that like the thing itself hasn't changed but we all experience it from that one unique angle of ourselves and and we jump on it like i know this is it i know this is it and and I think it's commendable that we all want to know what really is truth and we all want to know what really is good and we all want to know. And I think the next advance is that we accept that there's a lot of versions can be right. also true, which don't even seem to com- be compatible. You know, and there is an element, I think, of this having... It's, the irony isn't lost, right? We're inside more yeah. and closed off more, but I feel more outwardly focused on news and whether that's because of the election or just trying to follow what's going on with COVID or just <laughs> entertainment alone, right? It, it, I've had the same feeling that you were talking about earlier that says come inside, stop, cut it off, Focus now on what's your truth? Where do you stand? What's going on? And then I'll take another bout outside. But I try, and I've been really intentional about this recently, to read both sides, to ask people why. Like, so it's that conversation of 
why, what do you believe and why do you believe it? Coming at it really tableau rasa, like this is blank slate. And then I'm going to take that information home and process it myself and then probably make a decision. But I've come to more conclusions. Like the con, I think the contrast makes you decide more or what get makes clearer. It engages you. And there is a picture, I think, naturally, you see. Like that example you gave of like a graphic illusion. Where do you see the lady with the apple or the whatever it was, right? right. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's whatever that might be. Maybe it's conditioning or training or the way we've taught ourselves to look at things. We are going to see something. But what I like is to say, but I'm willing to see it another way. Or at least I know you're going to, you have another completely different experience in this life. But at the end of the day, there's a reason you have your experience. There's a reason I have mine and I can never know yours. I will never be able to know what it's like to wake up in your body and think about your thoughts and carry the weights you carry or the joy that you feel I'll never do. It's just like you don't know and the I, trials I, that I'm going through. Exactly. Or and even people that intimately know each other, husbands and right. wives. You know, Vast I, universes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Different. I know. Um, but I think when we come down to it again, it's your idea of this one spirit. And what I can say is that your connection or access to that is just as much as every other person, including myself. There's no hierarchy of connection. Exactly. I mean, God is equally connected to every single person. Right. No matter what that person thinks, does, you know, or anything. There's no favoritism. There's no, you know, well, you know, you're this, so God's surely... So then I guess it begs begs the question... Should we only be then concerned with our own connection? Right? Like, what is the responsibility of us to help somebody else recognize theirs or see that it's there? And then you take that another step. And there's that other thought that no matter what is going on, it's really just your life. Yeah. You know, like, it's really just about you. And you think it's about all these other people, but it's really about how you're reacting to those people or how you see those people or what you do about, you know, the fact that this person annoys you or that person, you know, just hit your car or whatever. You know, it's, it's, you, we all really just live within our own lives, you know, our own thoughts, our own things, our own judgments. And, and it's like a huge surprise, (laughs) you know, that, you know, somebody who, you know, is possibly pressing my buttons or annoying me constantly or, you know, you have those those parts of your life that you think bother you. Maybe it's just about you, you know, and how you are supposed to get over or deal with or grow in order to deal with that annoyance or that disruption or whatever that is in your own life. So... Well, and it's because it's... I've... I've subscribed. I know this is one of the four agreements by, um, I'm not going to remember, Louise or Ruiz. And it is any judgment you have on something outside of you, including mainly people, is honestly what you, what is 
your issue? What is what is the broken part of you? The broken part of you, exactly. Right? Yeah. And yeah. and it's a reflection. It's like it's a mirror. The exactly. Whole world, you're living in a world that's a mirror. Exactly. And everything is coming back to you. And it's So it really is all about hard. you. It is right. <laughs> but and in a beautiful, divinely selfish way, because I it, at the end of the day, if it's not, then what is it about, right? If each of us are connected to source and we're here for a reason, then we must be moving through these cycles of our own limitations or our own judgments or our own broken parts to trying to figure out and heal and become whole and get more connected with source. Right. And, and that's our choice every day. To be conscious but, of it and I'll or be not honest. conscious. And most of the time we're not, let's be honest. Most of the time we're just doing our day. And it's a, but it, and it's a crazy, because I did this a bit during COVID. I read Katie, or Byron Katie's amazing work. Um, it's not loving what is, but I'll, I'll make it in the show notes here. Really, really good work. And it goes through her four questions. And we did a session on this. Oh, yeah. Where you ask, when you have a thought, you ask, is that true? And then you say, is that really true? (laughs) And you go, what does that thought make me feel, believe, do? And then the fourth one is, who would I be without that thought? And it was an intense period for me to really take stock and go to the cleaners with a lot of my thoughts. And it's like simple things. It's like tiny, tiny little things like... I was at the coast doing an event and I saw a sailboat and I didn't even know I had the thought of like, oh, maybe I'll have a sailboat one day. You know, like this is going to, I mean, this is a a very silly (laughs) example for a reason because I didn't even know that that was in my consciousness. And then because I was so deep in this practice, I go, is that true? And then I was like, no, of course that's not true. You've already had a boat. (laughs) You've already, like, it's so not true. And then it's like, well, what does that thought make you feel? And it's like, it makes me feel like I'm inadequate or I'm not living my full life or I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Who who knows? And then it's, who would you be without that thought? And I would be somebody that's like, of course I'm going to have a sailboat because I would like a sailboat and it sounds fun. Like, and a completely adequate person. And a complete, like, right. <laughs> and somebody that's able to design their life as they see fit and have fun and adventures and be connected with source because I love the water. Right? Like, wow. What different perspectives. And in that one little arch of questioning of your own thoughts, my own thoughts, I was completely turned around. But it it's literally like this... It's like it's a colonic so, of your mind. It's so powerful. I think for anybody who might possibly ever listen to this, including us, maybe <laughs> years from now, would you please repeat those four questions? Because you did this with me over one day when I was in AFib. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out why the heck I'm in AFib. Mm-hmm. And we went through those questions. And at the end, I was completely out of AFib. Yeah. Which, Stunned me. So go ahead, tell those well, questions again. I'll say them again in a second, but go I want to follow up on that because since then too, we've both been following Joe Dispenza's work, who is pioneering in a very scientific, evidence-based way this idea that our thoughts are creating our body. And that we're living in our past because we're having the same thoughts. And so our bodies aren't changing. So your example of going through this and going at the thoughts without even knowing what that original thought was. 
And I can't even fully describe our conversation again. I don't again. even remember it, But it doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. you were able to see the falsity of yeah. how you were thinking that yeah. was blocking you from yeah. a peaceful heart and a steady rhythm. But it was so deep, Elizabeth. I mean, it was such a deep embedded thing with me that it brought out. Because that second question, is it really true? <laughs> Which I think sounds like such a silly question to ask. <laughs> I know. When you actually ask that second question, yeah, it forces you to tr- to evaluate it on a deeper level, not just to give your, you know, your. Well, because our first ego response. answers the first one, which is, of course, it's true. That person's totally rude, or you know, of course, I've always been kind to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're like, "Is it really true?" Yeah, and you're know. like, "Damn it!" <laughs> Even not. if you just try those for, is this true? And then, yeah. is this really true? Yeah. I mean, what's the third one? I didn't forget. Mm. What's the third one? What, what do I feel when I think this thought? Okay. Right. So at that point, you're connecting your thought to your right. feelings and kind of to your body. Right. Because your feelings really well, are and in your The body. fourth question, I think, really gets it, which is, who would I be without that thought? So you're identifying a new identity because of a new thought. If, if you're, you just right, cleaned house. Kind of, it's like you're laying the groundwork for change. Right. Like, who would I be? I'd be this. Right. And then you have that conscious have a choice. decision. Do I want to be this now? Well, Or does it make infinite well, sense to be this now? Because I really, really wasn't that anyway. I just was continuing on this old assumption, this old belief about myself or about the world or about someone else that right. I just have been holding on to and repeating for so many years. Um, and I, and it's, it's remarkable. I mean, it's just remarkable. Well, and to your point earlier of this, this reflective, the mirror, which is amazing because I literally just posted about this on Instagram because I know my own limits every time I, I'm learning a new skill and I was making a lot of mistakes and I was just not getting it, right? And I'm a beginner. I get it. So there's part of me that knows the narrative I'm a beginner, but then the other part of me is like, this is Drew's fault. <laughs> you know, and of course, because I've trained myself, I'm like, is that true? No. But I'm like, no, it is true because this is this. And it's like, but is it really true? And so I say this to say then that the final part, which I think is really good, and this idea of the mirror of this questioning series is to take the statements that you made and reverse them. So when I say this is Drew's fault because he was angry and instead of that, I would say this is my fault because I was angry. Oh, boom. Yeah. And there's a few different ways to reverse the statement. And that's when it's that's the literal mirror, and that's the brave. That's the brave new question, isn't it? To turn things back on yourself it takes a lot of courage, right? And it, it just you almost have to just. It takes discipline. You have to go. Okay, well now I have to do this because who wants to do that, right? Now I'm going to turn this back and see how it is about me, right? How is this mistake about me? And everything I dislike about another person, everything I find frustrating in life and work, it's all about me. Yeah. So, so I guess this idea, 
going even further back to our conversation of maybe it is all about you and your perspective and your, your connection with God and source on both the good and the bad. So I think we're, we're quick to say that when it's good and rosy and yeah, like I'm just this type of person. So I attract beautiful situations, which is totally true. But guess what? You're also just this type of person with these type of thoughts and these beliefs. And that's attracted this shitty moment. Right. And it doesn't define who you are, but take responsibility for both then. Blame effectively. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Be complete. Right. Yeah. Non-prejudicial. Right. I, I, it's, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that you can't have opinions and you can't have preferences and, you know, all that, because that's all a part of who you are and that's what makes you, you. Right. But, um, but when you get emotionally hooked around, like I'm thinking about the political climate. If somebody can hook you in, then that's on you. Then it's about you. Yeah. Um, and if you continue to watch things that feed mm. your uh, opinions and your whatever, your anger or your upsetness or whatever it is that you, you need to stop and look and see that you're feeding it. Right. And that's why it's so big. Because you get what you focus on. Like you do. The grass you is greener where you water it. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty darn true. Right. Uh, the grass is greener. Yeah. For sure. And so, really, it's kind of like, you know, that statement of simplicity, going back to God and going back to the one spirit, just to sort of bring our conversation full circle. You know, if you don't know where you are and you don't recognize that you're doing this, you know, reflection outward when you should be reflecting inward, if you do just go back to the simplicity of how am I connected to God, what is my feeling about God? How am I? How can I just feel God in this moment to break that cycle of of me being influenced by all these things that are around me and that I'm, you know, have a tendency to then say, oh, it's that person's fault versus okay, wait, it's about me. So let me just go back to where the real power is in me which is my connection to God. And let me just kind of go back in there and then look at it again and go, okay, remember, you know, you don't, you don't have any more than anybody else. Everybody's got the spirit. We're all connected. Everybody's got a point of view. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got an individual path in life. And we all intertwine and we have to get, we have to get along because, because we are one can't have one body fighting itself causes disease (laughs) well and i think when using the metaphor of the body every part every cell every organ has its own individual function right and when it really does get diseased is when you know your kidney thinks it's a spleen or not that that's the case but (laughs) you know when you, you don't want one type of cell throughout your body. You need the differentiation. You need that because you have different functions. And it makes so. So what if we are a body on the microcosm of the macrocosm of the universe and that if right. you went out to the furthest you can imagine, 
and you think of us as being particles in a perfectly created universe and how each little particle is different and unique but together creates the universe it kind of blows my mind right that really and in order for that to work though you need to stop connect with your source get bring it through your individual prism yeah and heal whatever outward blame you have towards anybody else but really figure out how like i've been doing a gratitude practice in the morning and it is so powerful and sometimes it's just really simple distinctions that come from things because i've always heard oh be grateful wake up grateful i'm like yeah good idea but i need like the specifics and so this practice was before your feet touch the ground think of at least three things you're really grateful for right now think of three things then and then three and then be grateful for what it lies ahead of you what what's going to be within this day that you'll encounter that you get to be part of and then this is my this is the life-changing one find gratitude for the challenges hmm wow so before your feet even touch the floor you are grateful you're going to have that contentious argument with your whomever you're you're grateful you're going to not get everything right because how else are you going to learn and you're going to grow yeah right uh be grateful that okay whatever whatever the hard the hard is uh find the gratitude in that and it it's not bs <laughs> like i think so often we can kind of stay up high and throw a lot of lip service on something like that but when you actually say, shit, <laughs> I'm in it, but okay, good is going to come out of this. Like we throw manure on things so that they grow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being smeared right now. Let's do it. Wow, am I about to grow? <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a wonderful idea. And that's each of our responsibilities. Because I can't go there. I can't even tell you. Go, go. Yeah, find gratitude here. No, it's a feeling. It's a thought that generates. It's, it's it's also, it's almost like a muscle. Gratitude's kind of like a muscle. The more yeah. you use it, the easier it comes. You know, the more natural it is. Um, and I think it is related, at least for me, to this connection and to this idea of the one spirit. Yeah. If I didn't have a basis of understanding and a faith, or this was my, if this wasn't my world model, it would be hard for me to know that. But knowing that there is this unbelievable ability for us to connect and have this access to source every time, all the time, then I can rest in that. I can look at the hard. I can look at myself because it's part of a grander plan. So that is a beautiful <sighs> final thought. I I love it. And I'm going to take it into my day. So thank yeah. you. Hope you all do too. Okay. Hopefully we'll be back soon. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay. Bye. Have a great day. We'll post in the notes all those, that book we mentioned about Byron Katie. Great. Awesome. And post those four questions because yeah. those are awesome. Will do. All right. Love so, you all. Love you. Bye.